3: Hey. Good evening, football fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 486. I'm your host, Chris Jones, and we're going to talk football tonight. We're going to talk all sorts of football and stupid people football. Uh, we're going to talk football, okay? But we're going to talk about stupid people that are actually fans of football, because there's so many of them. I cannot fucking believe it. I'm getting so many private messages right now because they don't like what I posted. Morons. Do you think I got posted it so I could get an emotional response out of you? No, come on. Do you you cardiac, man? Get the guy CPR or something.
1: Get
3: dead from the asshole up. Okay, Um. yeah, I don't know. I, every once in a while I'll put something on the Let's Talk NFL, um Facebook group just to get some conversation going, okay? I, sometimes it's just stupid shit, and sometimes I don't believe it, but I put it. But the personal attacks that I get is unbelievable. It's like, come on, guys, get over yourselves. You don't like the message, so you attack the messenger? Oh, moron. That's, uh, uh, such little people in this world, such little, itty, bitty, tiny people in this world. There's so many of them. Okay, anyhow, we're, we're I'm in the middle of wildfire season up in the interior of British Columbia, and it's fucking scary okay we've got a new fire today that's about five kilometers from my house it was kind of going up the other hill and then the wind changed and it started coming down the hill Uh, they've got it contained and under control or at least they say they do at this time but you never know what's going to happen we did just have a thunder and lightning storm come through but we do have some rain happening so hopefully anything that touched the ground is now going to be doused by this little bit of rain that's coming down I don't know. It's just scary shit, man. I got 35, 40 horses here that I, I would have to bug out with, not to mention four dogs, three kids, and uh, half a dozen people. Um, yeah, we'd have a lot of car vehicles going down the road, but still, it's pretty scary shit up here. Okay? I just thought I'd share that all with you. I'm going to open up the mics and talk to uh, my buddies here, uh, see what's going on here. Will,
1: welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Good. I'm good. I'm always good. It's summertime. We don't have fires here. which is yeah, That's a good thing, bad. Will. And, but you're in the and, city. there's really not a big problem. It, and COVID you know, is slowly opening up and people are wearing masks but aren't wearing masks. And there's all kinds of fighting going on in Calgary where people are ripping masks off of other people's faces. No, like, no, really? tell me that's not yes, true. Yes, yes, it is true. Oh, what a And so that that makes me want to wear a mask because come on down, i try trying to rip my mask off my face. See what I dare you to. Okay? See what happens. Oh, my I double God. I double-dog dare you to. Okay? I, I, I'm really it's glad so that 30. we don't have
3: open carry. Yeah, it's... it's, it's,
1: it's you did that to me? I don't know what's going on with people, okay? If somebody, if somebody wears a mask, it affects you in no way, shape, or form. So fucking leave them alone. I
3: mean, come oh, on. I, I just wear instantly punch him in the head. Instantly. Yeah, me too. I wouldn't even hesitate.
2: No, I think mean, me if like someone a... goes and tries to rip their mask off, you've got a right to it at that point. But, oh yeah! But
3: oh, sure
1: no, that's that, self-defense. I'm sure these people, these people that are doing it, are probably picking on older people or women, for that matter. And it's like, fuck, you guys really need a life or something. No nope, so, kid. I don't know. I don't know. Give me a break. So hey, whatever. Um, yeah, but everything seems to be opening up. I, I've had lunch out once and I had breakfast this morning at a restaurant
0: and hey
1: it's cool I guess yeah,
3: well we we've been able to go to restaurants and stuff for for months couple months or for at least a month the pubs are open yeah, we've had here. dinner there several times not
0: here so, yeah, you're only really allowed to be those. with
3: people in your bubble, no more than six people at a table, but that's, that was lifted jaw first. Now you can have
1: more than six people at the table.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And once again, I'm still baffled and amazed and my brother tells me to leave it alone because they're allowed to do these things if they want to do them. The people, the people driving down the road by themselves, wearing masks in their car. What the fuck is that all about?
3: Well, they dumbasses. You can't fix that.
1: Don't I mean, try. Like don't don't try. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it because it makes me laugh every morning. Okay. I mean, you know, it's it's pretty cool. So
2: it is ridiculous. So
1: it is kind of silly.
2: I would agree. I chuckle every time I see it.
1: It is kind of
3: silly. Well, you know, okay. And the other day, it was explained to me why somebody was doing this. Okay, not why everybody was doing this, but just why this one person was doing it. Okay, so they're in their house. Okay, and they actually have something's the matter with them. So they're really paranoid about this COVID thing, right? That that if they get COVID, they're going to die, or at least they believe that. Okay. So, what they do is when they're in the house, okay, they sterilize their hands, okay, they put on their mask and they go out the door. Now, if they touch their face, again, without sterilizing their hands, they have this phobia that they're going to get sick. So they're not gonna touch their mask regardless of where they are, or their face, their eyes, their ears, their nose, whatever. They're not gonna touch any part of them with their hands. They literally try to keep their hands in their pocket or on the steering wheel or whatever else. So that, and then they go into a store, exit the store, they don't take the mask off. They continue to another store, go in and come out and washing their hands wherever they can. And it, Mm -hmm. it may be the complete height of paranoia or it might be actually doing it properly, okay, where we're not, okay. I, my mask is off before I was coming out of the store. I would just shake my head and it would fall down because right? I was wearing like bandana, like an outlaw type of thing, and it would just fall down. It would fall down half through the store, and I may or may not have picked it up. But now July 1st has come along, and I don't have to wear it anymore, and I'm not. Um, because I don't have COVID, I'm not spreading it, so why would I be wearing a mask? Anyhow, um, that's why people drive down the road in their car with a mask on is because they don't want to touch their face to remove the mask because they're, they're self sensitized at this point in time. That's the way it was explained to me. Now, I don't know if that makes and sense to that, you or whether heard, you can accept heard that. that. No, no,
1: I've heard that as well. I've heard that as well. So, and what is that noise in the background?
3: It's a, it sounds like a sawmill, and it's got to be coming from Charles.
1: Okay. <laughs> Sorry,
3: my neighbors,
2: there's someone doing work in my neighbor's yard here. I can mute myself so it doesn't get, uh, you're not hearing it in the background okay. when I'm not talking.
3: Okay. okay.
1: Yeah,
0: they're, they're, yeah, they're doing something. It sounds like I a sawmill.
1: Like, I can accept that explanation, but I still think it's, I still think it's silly. Okay. Well, it's
3: dumber than fuck, okay? I, 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 laugh. I do, so too. I look at them and, and, and laugh at them. I point and laugh. Uh, but that's yeah. not the point. And you know what? And honestly, if they really do have a medical condition, and this is, in their opinion, preventing them from getting sick, how can we criticize them? Well, we can't. True. Right. You know, I, the only I, I can criticize Will for doing it. If Will was driving down the road with his mask on, I would laugh my ass off at him, right? But well, I do I
1: do have it on when I'm driving. I wear it as a hat because I have a bald spot on the top of my head. and I don't want to get sunburned through my sun sun my my uh, my uh, sunroof roof. Okay, sunroof. Thank you. So that's yeah. why I wear it on my head on my way to work. So. Good for something, okay. But then I Anyhow, put it on my face, so it's kind of so I, oh, wow.
3: Before I heard this scenario or this explanation, I, I just I thought they were just absolute morons in their car. And uh, there's a lot of people who will wear them walking through the park,
1: and I'm looking at him, and I go, really, really. I, yeah i see people doing lawn work all the time with masks on them maybe that's to keep the dust out of their nose. i don't know but i didn't see them doing it before covid so yeah I, don't know.
3: I see i used to wear my bandana when i was out on like side by side or driving in the truck in the, in the summertime because it's so dusty it's kind of like a, why the cowboys used to wear them right it's their dust mask but now that this COVID thing is over, I, I can't wear it. People look at me and go, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah.
2: I still wear them in the stores for now.
3: No, sorry. Some sorry. Every now and then.
1: Well, I've been, I've been back at my gym for two weeks now, and I'm going to say you, you don't have to wear a mask at the gym. And I'm going to say 20% of the people still are wearing masks the entire time. So,
3: you, you know what? I'm not going to wear a mask, but I'm actually thankful for everybody that wears them around me. Because they yeah. could be carriers. I'm not a carrier. Yeah. I know that because of where I am in my lifestyle. I'm not sick. But I appreciate people who are wearing their masks around me because I don't want to catch their shit. And even if it's not COVID, whether it's anything else, God forbid I wouldn't want AIDS. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you get that with it. Um, can, you, can you do that without wearing a mask? I, 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 I don't know if
0: a
1: mask helps with that.
3: Depends on where the mask is, Charles.
1: Doesn't a condom help with that? Oh, did I say that that? Isn't alone? that a mask? <laughs> yeah, a mask I guess with so. a little head, not a big head? Well don't don't forget. Don't forget. Oh, I don't know if you guys heard this. Oh, did, did didn't we? Did he write this down, or did he? No, he must have wrote it down somewhere. Steve Sparksman's explanation of the difference between me and him, and him being vaccinated. The difference. What, the what's difference the difference? Was when he goes out in public, it's like he's wearing a full-body condom. I thought it was a pretty funny explanation. I'm
3: I, I like Sparky, like but sometimes he does says some really dumb shit, okay?
1: And I'm, and and, I'm, and I'm naked. So, yeah, I get that. That, that just get.
3: makes me think
2: of that scene from The Naked Gun, if you ever remember that scene. Yeah.
3: But, yeah,
1: so. Anyway,
3: okay. Whatever. Let's go to the most controversial subject that we have had in the CFL in the last 365 days. And I think it's the most controversial. It may not be, but yeah, I it is. It's right up there with the Edmonton Eskimos changing their name. Um, CFL slash XFL decided to end talks with no partnership. Is this now a dead issue, or could things restart in the future? Well, here's my take on this. And everybody's going holistic thinking that this is a wonderful thing and that they're all excited about this and it just, this just saved the CFL, and I cannot believe that these these are the people who wear masks with vaccinations and condoms, okay, because they're absolutely stupid. Um, the word merger keeps coming up by everybody, including the media. I want to set the record straight here, and, and I follow most things, and I could be wrong here. But I don't believe the word merger has ever come from the CFL or anybody at the XFL. I think this is totally 100% speculation con the media or by moron fans. I can't call us media morons because they're morons just because. That would be like an oxymoron saying it twice. Um, but the fans are just like... I cannot believe it. I made this post today about um, the uh, Edmonton Eskimos, Edmonton Elks Club that are, are all excited, are happy, and pleased that the talks with the XFL are over. And I'm going, really? This is a team that caved to the cancel culture and changed their name. From a massive history that they had since where? Before Christ was a pup. But it, it's just like, seriously, you guys are happy that the talks with the XFL are over? I, I, I'm i just totally blown away by this. Totally blown away that a, a, a CFL team would publicly say this. I hope Randy Ambrose smacks their ass for this one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Charles, what's your thoughts on the XFL, CFL talks being over? Let's start with that.
0: Well, did I even introduce you?
3: Did I ever introduce Charles Cliff to the show? I don't Not think really. I, did, I just kind but, of
2: jumped in so but that's okay. okay. I,
3: m- my apologies. Most people know who yep. you are. Okay, yeah. So go ahead. That's Sorry to a- interrupt you. Um uh,
2: I thought there was actually a lot of opportunity here for um the CFL for more exposure and so on. Um, I know um I uh, I I wasn't uh, as against it as a lot of people. I know there were a lot of people that were against it. I thought they were being short-sighted. I thought when you looked at the big picture, this was going to be. Um, when you looked at the big picture, this was going to be uh, a major plus for the league. Um, whatever, and like you said, no one had ever said merger. No one had ever said anything like that. Uh, people were reading a lot into it without knowing really any of the details. It occurs to me though, by the announcement this morning, that. It was more the um, the uh, CFL wanting to pull out of the talks than it was the XFL, and the reason being is the CFL is the one that went on and made the official announcement um, about these talks breaking up, and I don't even think I've seen any – uh, acknowledgement even from the XFL. The only thing I saw this
0: um,
2: this week or this um, uh, today from the XFL was just their announcement that they are pushing back the their restart to 2023, which I think is also a telling um, thing. So um, I think it's um, – I was hopeful I thought something would be uh could come out of this cool. I thought that um something might happen. I'm kind of sad because I wanted to see where they were gonna go with this, but um evidently it's not going anywhere now. Can they restart down the down the road? I'm sure they can uh, I don't think that there's uh, a reason why they can't but um yeah, I'm kind of sad. I thought there was some um I thought there was some opportunity there and um uh, I guess we're never going to find it out, or at least n- no time in the near future. So hopefully the CFL and their owners and so on have some sort of a plan, because a uh, plan B, because this is kind of out the window, at least for the time being.
3: Correct. 100%. 100% correct. I'm, I'm deeply saddened by this, actually, because I think that it was something that the CFL has to do. CFL has to do something. It won't be here in a decade. We've been on life support for far too long, and somebody's going to pull the plug. And uh, it's uh, it's unfortunate that that's going to happen, and it's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, there's going to be nothing, and all these fans who were so far so hard against uh, change are going to go. What happened? He's gone. He's over. Yeah, but thing, why didn't they do anything? Yeah. Why didn't they do anything? Well, they tried, and you guys were morons about it. William, what's your thoughts on this one? You have to have some. Well,
1: well, yeah, okay. So what I've discovered since, I was just throwing a little bit of COVID in here. What I've discovered since COVID is, okay, I've always thought people were stupid. Okay, but, but but since COVID, I realize there's a lot more people that are stupid than I thought initially were there. So that's just my the first point I want to make about the XFL and the CFL. Okay, and and we all I mean nobody came out and said there was a merger. They said they were going to talk about doing some things together. Blah 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 blah. And, of course, it was just talks, okay? And a lot of the CFL diehards, not myself, were totally against this because they talked about the CFL is going to disappear and you're going to get rid of the Canadian content rule, which is the CFL, and we're going to play American rules football, and, oh, my God, the world is crashing. The sky is falling. Nobody ever, nobody ever said that. They just said they were in talks. Is yeah. this over? I, I, don't, I don't think this is over by a long shot. Okay? It will keep on creeping up every year or every couple of years or whatever the XFL does. And Like again, a couple of x My gun. the CFL has to do something. Whatever it is that they decide to do, Or I don't even think they have 10 years, Christopher.
3: No, I don't either. I I said they won't be here in a decade.
1: Yeah, no. I guarantee you they won't be here in a decade, which is going to kill me, okay? Mind you, I'll I'll be almost 70 years old, so maybe I won't even know the difference. So it doesn't matter, okay? But just saying. So, yeah, and it's too bad, and all those people that were excited today because it is stopped, I'm sorry, you guys are stupid, period. That's all I have to say to you is you're stupid. Look at the big picture. Open your eyes and look down the road. That's simple.
3: I still would like to see something happen between these two, like- but CFL became relevant in America over the last two months. We had more Americans joining the Let's Talk CFL Facebook group than we had in the hist- five-year history of the group, six-year history of the group. They, they, they were rolling in, and they still are, okay?
1: Uh, because of the XFL conversation.
3: Because of the XFL conversation, it be, it made the CFL relevant in America. What's the CFL? Why are they so wonderful? Why would the XFL want to join with them? Well, all of a sudden now they know what this league is, and they're starting to watch it, and they're going to follow it. We're going to have football in another month or less. So we we we're going to get fans of America because of these because of this announcement but there were talks between the CFL and the XFL. The CFL made headway into the American football religion. Okay? That's not easy to do. And they did it by one simple announcement. Is it over? I don't think it's over for a long shot. I think the XFL and the CFL need to do something together for them both to survive. Uh, Is it going to help the XFL in America? Mm, I don't know. I don't know where the real benefit to the XFL is in all of this. I, I can see phenomenal amounts of benefit to the CFL, but I don't really see the benefit to the XFL. I know people say stability and, uh, you know, uh, history, tradition. Well, they don't have any of that. They don't have any of that. In fact, they've got a terrible track record. They're 0-2. Um, so I don't really know how the XFL would benefit from this. And you're saying that the XFL didn't call this off, Charles? That they they didn't make any announcement this uh, of this or, or anything else? The CFL did? You're 100% correct. I just don't know whether that's a telling sign or not. Hmm. Sometimes it's better to remain silent than to speak up and remove all doubt. Mm Easy. Fair enough. XFL might be mum right now about this for obvious reasons, and maybe they don't want to create this big media frenzy over that. Because they're downplaying this, because I think this was a real kick in the nuts to them, and not saying that, that you know they weren't part of it. Anything else, and, and the fact that they they've postponed their season for another year, maybe that means that they're just trying to do it right, and maybe it talks with the CFL. Right now are hampering their ability to move forward, just like the talks are hampering the CFL from start of season this year.
0: So, I'm
3: kind of excited about it, It still, I still think there's some, some hope here, far more hope in an XFL, CFL, uh, venture, I'm not, not going to say merger, but amalgamation, or, you know partnership of some kind or another, which I would love to see. Hell, a lot more than uh, what's happening in Halifax. I mean, shit, man. Can we just get out of the way and and just say something about Marcus (laughs) Randall?
2: And that's one of the things I thought, too, people saying, oh, good, now that uh, we're done with the XFL, let's get Halifax going. People, it's not going to happen. Why are people still clinging to this crap? And also I'd like to point out, too, that...
3: Tell
2: Yes. But I also want to point out, too, you said that uh, it was uh, helpful for the uh, CFL in the States, this talk of a CFL-XFL partnership. I'm going to go further and say it was helpful for the CFL in Canada because it got the CFL in the headlines at a time they weren't playing
3: games. Oh, yeah, they were non So Don't raise the awareness.
2: All throughout COVID, you barely heard anything about the CFL until this talk of the XFL partnership showed up. And then you started hearing stuff.
3: Oh, shit, non-stop? Yeah. And in mainstream media. Not only that, mainstream media in Canada.
2: Right, not three-down
3: nation. No, no, yeah, that's not... No, 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 no. And speaking of, we, we don't have anything on here, about on the agenda here. And uh, I know this isn't relevant to Will and probably 90% of the fans out there or the listeners to the show, but Charles, what do you think of this new radio deal with uh, uh, Chorus?
2: Uh, it doesn't sound terrible to me, although I would have preferred... <sighs> To see the games actually on CKNW as opposed to 730, not that it's a big deal, but they're kind of going back, saying about going back to the roots and signing with Chorus, but they're on the, the junior station, if you will, the all-traffic station. I think the deal's not bad. I actually kind of like that it. it's a two-year deal, so that after two years it can come up again, and if they're not carrying the ball, maybe it can be switched over to, to others. But I, I don't mind the deal. Although, the one thing I will say is that I thought that the list of affiliates throughout the province was kind of small. I would rather see more, and maybe they're going to add some uh, affiliates down. Maybe this is just an initial list, but I'm not against it.
3: it, There were no affiliates prior. I mean, TSN had it out of Vancouver, and there really was no other broadcast around the province. It was really lame. Okay. Uh, now I can actually listen to the to the line on radio up here in Merritt because it, it's in Logan Lake, it's in Camloops, it's in you know it's all over the place. It, it's going to be heard. So uh, I think that the list of uh, affiliates that are, is is maybe not extensive enough, but is better than it was. It, may, it wasn't yeah, as good as when definitely. it was with CKNW. But it was way better than it was with TSN. But the thing that caught me the most is there's an hour pre-show, an hour after show. That's awesome. Did you see that the, the global TV now is going to be doing a, a, a CFL show or a, a BC Lions show? Global TV in, B, in Vancouver? That's pretty that part big. I, I didn't
2: see that. That's good.
3: Yeah, that was and a I pretty know big not- thing.
2: And I know on uh, AM 730, starting next week, they're going to have a daily uh, Lions training camp show starting next week. I,
3: I'm really not seeing how this <laughs> is. Okay. Charles, you actually posted this, okay? it's a yep. Lions radio show live from training camp in Kamloops, one-hour pre- and post-game shows on AM 730 for all 14 regular season games, player-coach interviews on the, is listening to radio station Global News Radio 980 CKNW The Lion Radio Network returns across the province as we welcome back longtime affiliate stations including CFAX, uh, 1070 in Victoria AM 1150 in Kelowna Kamloops, Ashcroft, Shushwap Clearwater, Logan Lake uh, Blue River and uh, uh, Promotional coverage on FM Affiliate, CFOX and ROCK 101 Extensive television coverage on Global BC and Global BC One. Yep,
2: yeah, it's a good deal. Probably even better than what they had on TSM.
3: Oh, without on question, it. it is. Yeah, without question, it's better than TSM. And yep. Stan owned one of the teams. Uh, me. Okay, sorry, right, I just uh, got sidetracked there, and uh, we're going to go talk to talk now about one of my favorite CFL football players. Okay, ha, he's he's a he's a just a stand-up guy, although he doesn't stand up very high. Um, phenomenal football player, just the kindest man that you'll ever know. Honest, everything else. Uh former. Marquez, come on, Charles, be nice to me. CFL MOP Brandon Banks is debating whether to put himself through playing in the 2021 for little to nothing. For little to nothing. Please, Mr. Brandon Banks, what are you making right now in the offseason over the last year and a half during COVID? What was your income? Because we're... we're Where's his hometown? It's in Pennsylvania or something. I I looked up the minimum wage there for flipping burgers. It wasn't very high. I don't know. What a moron. Can this guy just not shut up? And, And you know what? He says that he might not play this year because he doesn't want to put himself through it. All the, the the rigmarole of of being in the, the the new modern CFL for little to no return. What options do you have, Mr. Banks? I'm tired of this little I'm, moron. I'm trying I'm to so find tired. what
2: his salary is with Amazon.
3: I he, He's he's probably to be close to 200K a year. If i got so, yeah. So, he considers that little to no money. Now, granted, it's going to be rolled back with a 14-game season instead of an 18-game season, but he's got to be getting something. How much does he get flipping burgers, for Christ's sakes?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I've had conversations with this drug addict, And he can't put a sentence together.
2: From what I can see, he's making $185,000 is his annual salary. Good for him. So many people that have been out of work with COVID would kill to come back to have a salary like that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, no lie.
3: William, what's your oh. thoughts on this little hip squeak?
1: You really want to know? I do. I want
0: to know. I want you to tell me yeah, right, the I, truth. I,
1: well, well, my first question was, what does he mean? Little to nothing, okay? You say he makes a hundred grand this year, a hundred more grand than he made last year, I guarantee it. Um he, he, uh, he's, uh, he's about as important to me as a kicker is to me, okay? And, uh, by the time, if he takes this year off and comes back next year, that will be three years away from the CFL. Nobody's gonna fucking remember the dork. And they're going to replace him with younger, faster, better. Because understand something:
0: he's only Cheaper. Been a wide
1: receiver. He's only been a wide receiver for two years. Okay, before that he was just a punt returner. And, and like, fuck, just go away. You don't want to play in the CFL? Fuck off. We don't need you. Okay, we don't. We got Brad Burden. Burn him. He's like a giant next to you, buddy. And, oh, yeah, by the way, I forgot to mention this. Despite how great you are, you still haven't won a step or a gray cap yet. So go away. N- Nobody's go. really fuck good at off.
3: crying on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, or in the
1: end zone. Yeah. So, so you know. I mean, who cares? Who cares? You don't want to play, fuck off. It's the same as. As in Saskatchewan, he doesn't want to play this year, fuck off. Derek Dennis doesn't want to play this year, fuck off, okay? It's that simple. They'll replace you tomorrow.
3: In a heartbeat. It
1: won't take that long. Yes. Yes. They've already got your replacement, okay? I mean, I don't understand because there's going to be rules that you have to follow this year. That's why you're not going to play. Come on. Kay. I don't
2: believe for one second, by the way, that he's not going to play. This is someone just looking for either. attention and looking for someone to to stroke his ego. I, he's going to show I up. I
1: agree with I agree with Charles 100.
2: He's going to show up, yeah, because he's like, oh, I, he his ego won't let him. I mean, he like I said, he's looking for attention. He'll be there. He's just trying to pop off to get headlines for himself. He's done it before.
3: Well, I have a question for you, and it has nothing to do with Brennan Banks. Okay. Who is Mark
1: Steven? He's a radio personality, I do believe. He is, eh?
3: Yeah. Cause- he, he, he his name in, in facebook is mark stephen sports broadcaster and if you go to the thing it's if it's football or stampeder's it's here first i I'm mark stephen play by play broadcast of the calgary stampeder's and i love connecting with stamps fans is is this who this is yeah pretty sure okay so he's a he's a yeah, member yeah. of the let's talk cfl group i just
0: oh is he? okay
3: I, yeah he is yeah and he's got some really dumb hosts,
1: but he's a mean I amazing. don't listen to I don't listen to Peter Radio much because I, I sometimes I listen to it on the way home from a Stampede game, and yeah. part of the thing part of the thing they do is they let fans call in and they ask really stupid questions.
0: Yes, they and do. Within, most most shows
3: do that.
1: Yeah, within seven minutes, I'm so disgusted at these morons that, that are on the show that I just turned off.
3: Yeah, but and in seven minutes, you're rap. home from the stadium.
1: Well, no, because I, I hit traffic on the home, the home from the stadium sometimes. So it takes so 11 I just, minutes then. I just, yeah. I just turn on my rap music for the last five minutes and crank it, okay, and go from there, okay? yeah,
3: Cause Will really doesn't live very far from the stadium in Calgary.
1: No, I don't. No, I don't. Nothing far from the stadium in Calgary. Yeah, okay.
3: So I'm pretty much done with Brandon Banks. I'm moving on. Uh, the third segment, he was, excuse me, that was a little hiccup. Thing. Uh, Calgary and Edmonton will not hold preseason scrimmage.
0: Yeah, Stamps yeah, awaiting yeah. fan approval
3: from Alberta Health. Like, did we not say this like three weeks? Four weeks ago, when the rumor was that Calgary and Alberta were going to uh, scrimmage together, and then then right away, that Saskatchewan and, and Winnipeg were going to scrimmage together, and both have just absolutely come out and said, "No, this is not going to happen." Uh, duh, it's not going to happen.
1: Well, and, and it's an unfair advantage. Rest, just to take this one step further. The, the federal government has come up with some really retarded rules for the, for, for the football players in general, okay? And I don't think they've talked about some of this stuff, but I've got an insight on this stuff. So so the, the, the highlights of the whole thing are the most ridiculous thing I've heard so far is of course these guys are going to have to practice together, Correct. Yes, that's the only way you can make right. a football team work, okay? But apparently they can't have team meetings together. They got to do it through Zoom. Okay? Which is the dumbest thing I've heard ever.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: Can they okay. all be in the
3: same room with their computers?
0: I
1: never thought of that, but I guess they No, they can't be. They can't have team meetings together. The other ridiculous thing is when they are on the road, every player gets their own hotel room. Okay? Their own hotel room? Their own hotel room, yes. Okay. One player for every hotel room. I'm going to go out on a limb here. In the past, it's quite, it's well known that most of these guys live together during the regular season at home. As in, you'll get three or four guys who rent a condo together or a yeah. house together and they all live together.
0: Yeah, that's common.
1: You can stay live together when you're at home, but you have to be in separate hotel rooms when you're on the road. How dumb is that? And it's going to cost the CFL money.
2: Yeah, some of these rules more, just don't I, have any logic behind them.
1: No, they don't. Well, so those are a couple of uh, things that I've heard leaked out. And it's like, really? Come on. And this is all... This is all generated by the federal government. So. See, at,
3: at one point in time during our COVID, there was 10 people living in our house, okay? Uh-huh. Because we're a big family, an but extended family. You were, a social, family. Distancing, you? You were a social distancing, weren't you? In the, in the house? What is 5,500 yes. square feet? It's a big house, so. Well, yeah, um,
1: you were social distancing, and you were wearing masks, Correct. Of course, yes. Especially if jer- you're okay. Just, just wanted to make sure.
3: We, they, if, if eight of us went out to dinner one night, okay. We weren't allowed to sit at the same table.
1: No, you weren't. No, only six. Only six. Yeah,
3: we live at sit at the same dining room table for the other two meals of the day.
0: Uh huh.
3: I I don't understand. It's illogical. But anyhow, that's beside the point. That's over now. We're allowed to all sit at one dining room, one table in a restaurant.
1: Okay. Yes, but if you were a football team, you weren't allowed all to room together on the road.
3: You're not allowed to room together
1: on the... Okay.
3: So we're not surprised that the scrimmage is gone, okay? Now, whether or not they actually... Were allowed to do it. I thought. I think that we have established weeks ago that this would have created an unfair advantage. Two football teams did not have a team that they could scrimmage against. Okay, so their team, would, these teams, would be that much closer together. So you know, because if, if Saskatchewan and and Winnipeg did it, and Calgary and Edmonton did it, sure shit, Toronto and Hamilton would do it. And it makes sense to Ottawa and Montreal as well. So that just leaves the BC Lions out in the West Coast all alone, like they normally are, especially on the Labor Day class weekend. It's their bye week. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I just think that it, it, it's an advantage to teams to be able to do this. And I don't think the Players Association would have allowed it. I think the league would have allowed it. I think this was just somebody beaking off in the media and a unfortunate. And I now mean, teams if they have wanted basketball. teams to
0: do
2: this, they would have. If they wanted teams to do this, they would have just had exhi- included exhibition games. Then
3: they just have preseason games.
2: At point? Right. Yeah. What's the difference at that point? None. Yeah. Well, that's why I never understood that right from the beginning. I'm like, if they're going to do that, just have a preseason game.
3: I don't know. Uh, Okay, moving on. Moving on, because I don't know what else to do. Uh, Michael O'Shea, the esteemed defending Grey Cup coach, is unfazed by the lack of experience behind Zach Caleros. He believes the young quarterbacks will grow into the leadership They need to be. Is this a misjudgment due to Caleros' injury history? He didn't complete his first game last year. He was gone in the first quarter, wasn't it, for three plays or something? The first series. The first series, three plays, yeah. Two plays. Two plays. And he was gone. He did come back and he did win a breakup with another team because he was with Saskatchewan. And Michael Shea has no back no quality backup quarterback in Winnipeg. Not to mention, not to mention, was it Brendan Labat that retired yeah. because of the COVID rules? is isn't he a yeah. big part of the offensive line for was he he was with Winnipeg wasn't no, he, or was he with the Saskatchewan? Saskatchewan. okay yeah, so that's yeah. that's Cody Fajardo that's 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 right that's Bodog and we'll get to that later so we'll talk about Brandon Labat later my my bad one flatlander city is the same as another um they just get they all they all look the same uh yeah so The CFL is a quarterback-driven league. No 2 ways about that. If you don't have a good quarterback, you don't have a good team. If you don't have a backup quarterback, did any quarterback last year go through the entire season without getting hurt? Not last year, but the year before, 2019. 2019. Was there, Not one. Was there a single quarterback that made it through the entire year? Not one. There was not. Not one. Not one. Nope. Even even Mike Riley, the Iron Man, went down and he was injured. You gotta have backup quarterbacks that are good. I mean, BC went out and got Kevin Glenn. I mean, is this where Marcus Crandall becomes important? Seriously, Winnipeg doesn't have a backup quarterback. Now, what are the odds that stragglers coming back? None.
1: Is he still not? I don't
0: think there's the any Arizona team? Yep.
2: Yeah,
1: he made the starting roster last year, so.
2: Yeah, I don't think they have plans but to get rid He
1: him. made the he made the playing roster last year, so. Wow. Well, and that is a and that is a huge important part that Winnipeg will be missing next year. What? Despite, the experience
3: of Chris Drevler?
1: He had no experience. No, 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 no. The running ability of Chris Trebbler.
3: Well, most okay? quarterbacks run. Most of the young no, no, quarterbacks no,
1: no, no, no. run. No, no, no. Chris Trevler was a fucking running back, okay? And well, we know, they, we know they, that. They kept, they kept everybody off guard by what he was going to do and they're going to be missing that this year. So it's like, pin your ears back, there's Mr. Concussion. He's waiting for you to hit him. Let's go.
2: It's absolutely crazy to me that the Bombers do not have at least a quarterback with some semblance of experience.
1: But on the other hand, look throughout the CFL. Name a good backup quarterback in the CFL. Is there one? And and if you think about it, last year, last year, Red Mitchell went down. They brought in Nick Arbuckle. He surprised everybody. Um, Jeremiah Mazzoli went down. Dane came in. He surprised everybody. Zach Kolaris went down. They put in Cody Fajardo, who was in BC and Toronto, and did nothing. And he surprised everybody. So, you know, could could, could the guy that's in Winnipeg now, and I can't remember his name, he's been around for a year, could he come in and, and be somebody? You never know. Of course he could. And I, And I'm thinking... I'm thinking my grandmother could play behind that offensive line, okay? Because <laughs> that's a pretty big, impressive offensive line. Let's face it.
3: Well, how did they think you? How do you think they kept Zach Galeros alive?
1: Well, they only had to keep him alive for four games. Yeah. That does not make the season. One guy misses one assignment, and Zach gets hit on the beanie. I'm sorry. It might be over.
3: How do you protect your quarterback? How do you protect your quarterback? What's the single best way of protecting your quarterback?
1: What's that? A good offensive line. Maybe. And a kazoo helmet, okay? No, no,
3: no. Uh, The running game. Yeah, and they have one of those, too. The running game. Quarterback never yes. gets hit. You want, you, want a, you want your O-line to be happy? Run the ball. They got to pr- pass protect. They hate it. They hate pass protection. They want to yeah. smash somebody in the mouth and knock them over and open a hole yeah. for a running back.
0: O-line yeah, they got the and want
3: to Andrew Harris there.
1: Run the ball. And Andrew Harris has had eighteen months to take, take steroids and work out, so look out, baby.
0: Yeah,
1: he'll he he, come he, in a cap. He's
2: the size of the Incredible Hulk.
1: Yeah, if he looks like if he looks like Lou Ferrigno, there's a problem. Let me tell you.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, at, at forty or at thirty-seven years old, okay, there's a problem. There's definitely a problem going on.
3: Well, I'm sure he can clean up pretty quick now. He's
1: gotta. I'm sure they're drug testing yep. this week. I'm sure they are too. But you never know. Maybe, maybe because COVID has taken over, steroid use has gone too. You know how it cured the flu, right? Maybe it cured steroid use. I don't know. Charles. Way too sarcastic. Did you yeah. talk about
3: this? Did you talk about this lack of depth at quarterback for Winnipeg?
2: I think it's crazy, to be perfectly honest. I mean, uh, Zach Galeris can still be a very effective quarterback. We saw that late in his, the last season he was playing for Winnipeg. But like you said, he lasted, what, three plays at the beginning of that season?
3: Well, not i say, a... I say three, with two.
2: Yeah, but whichever to not have some sort of experienced backup uh, behind him, I think is ridiculous. It, I think it's short sighted, and I think it's something that could come back to bite them in the ass. Now I hope that their that their uh, backups with very little experience are ready to go because I could almost guarantee you at some point you they are going to be needed, and they're getting thrown right into the deep end. So um, I, if I were the um, Bombers, I'd be looking for someone with some experience because, quite frankly, you just can't trust Calaris to stay healthy. It's too much of a risk because he hasn't done it in many, many years. Don't forget just getting knocked out. He could get knocked out and with a concussion and not come back. Ever. And then you're relying on two very green quarterbacks to uh, carry your team. I just don't see that as a recipe for success for the Bombers.
3: Well, it's guaranteed they're not going to repeat if that happens. I personally don't think they're going to repeat anyhow, but that's beside the point. If they don't have Zach Caleros, they don't have a football team.
2: No, if Caleros goes down, they're done as far as I'm concerned. Because all teams will do then is just cue in on Andrew Harris and make their inexperienced quarterback try to beat them. It's not going to work.
3: Yep. Okay, so we're all in agreement there. Mike Gauthier is a dumbass. I don't actually think he's a dumbass. I just think that he's showing no emotion to the media, to the fans, to anything. I I think he's terrified in the background. Unless he's just stupid. Um, he should be concerned. He should absolutely yeah, be concerned. He a linebacker. I know. And a special teamer.
0: I come, I've been
3: bashing an idea around. And it's been, I think, more, more in my mind. And I'm going to write an article about it. But um, something in the CFL has to change. Agreed? Yeah. Yes. So, we don't want to change the three downs. We like three downs. But quite frankly, I really don't care if it's three down football or four down football. I really don't care. I don't think it makes a difference. Um it's, that's, that's not the rules that makes this game special. It's the movement. It's the size of the field. It's the extra man. It's, there's so many things that make the CFL a special game. It's not three downs. It's not three downs. Um, I do agree that the, the Canadian football content has to go away. I'm, I'm not saying the Canadian football content has to go away. Let, let me rephrase that because it came out really wrong. I think the ratio has to go away. I still think we're going to have Canadian content in our in our league because there are some damn fine Canadian football players. It's just not enough to have 21 on each team. Uh, I know that the the kick return is an exciting part of the game. It doesn't happen all that often, but when it does, it's pretty exciting. I know people are going to really hate what I'm about to say because that's an important part for them. But I think we should get rid of special teams completely. Get rid of the kicking game. And here's here's how I, the scenario in which I would like to see it happen. And it's just a theory and it's an idea. I'm not saying that it's a good one. I'm not saying that anybody's ever going to do it. But let's just say you've got to make 10 yards for a first down and we've been doing that for a 100 years you have to go on third down no matter what this is kind of like one of the will things that he's always been posting about so on third down you're going for that 10 yards if you don't make it you turn the ball over i don't care whether on your you're on your one yard line or your 20 yard line or you're on the other team's one yard line if you don't make your 10 yards or put the ball in the end zone. You turn the ball over. There's no field goals. There's no anything like that. Okay? You just, we're getting rid of that special teams. You go play football. And so that you you march down the field until you score. If you don't score, it's too bad. Now, conversions, two-point conversion, you go for it every time. There's no more kicking through the uprights. Get rid of the uprights. In fact, we don't even need the uprights. Take them off the field. They're garbage. They're interfering. Ask Cody Fajardo. He hates them. Um, that's kind of my idea here. It's just get rid of special teams because what are we eliminating? First off, special teams, majority of special teams are Canadian players, and they're Canadian players that couldn't make the roster any other way. They're not superstars. They never were. They never will be. There are people who spend their entire life on special teams. And good for them. Jason Araki comes to mind for the BC Lions. And we would never have seen Jason Araki if we had this game of this rule in the football game. And I, I, Jason's a really nice person, super nice guy. Uh, but I'd be okay with that. Let's change the game into something that is exciting. What's the biggest thing that the Americans bitch about with our three-down football? Too much kicking. Well, no. You go for it in third down and you turn the ball over. No more kicking. Play football. You're a football player. Play football. Uh, I don't know. I, there, I think some merit to this idea. I, I'm not 100%. It's my idea. Uh, I, I'm taking full responsibility for it. And if anybody wants to yell, scream, and throw things at me, uh, Paul McCallum, go ahead. Because uh, personally, get rid of the kickers. Get rid of the kick return. Get rid of special teams. How much money would each team save? Okay, we're trying to improve the game. We're going to make the game more exciting. Do we do that by taking away awesome kick returns? No, we don't do that. But we play football, and we want to watch our team march down the field. Or not. We want to see a defensive line. We want to see something. But get rid of the kicking. Okay, you play football. Um, but how much money would a CFL team having – Special teams not having those players on the roster not paying them salary not paying for their uh equipment not paying for their transportation not paying for their hotel rooms not paying for their airfare you, you've cut their budgets way down uh, by third for the most part i know that you know you you get a young young player and you want him to cut his teeth at playing football you throw him on special teams and let him play there and progress into the game and everything else. Well, there's other ways to do that. We could expand our, our uh offensive roster slightly or expand our defensive roster slightly so that you know these guys are gonna be on the field a lot more. So let's uh let's have a few more relief players and this, that and everything else. But I think we should just get special teams. And you guys have been real quiet in this one and I'm gonna open up the mic and I, I I'm not going to get too much argument from Will on this one, so let's hear from Charles. Charles, what do you think? What do you think of this idea, this concept? Is it it really lame? Is it like off-the-wall stupid, or is there some merit to it?
2: I understand why you're saying it, and in theory, it's not a bad idea. Personally, I don't personally like it because I think it just changes the game too radically just to eliminate all special teams. I like the offense. I don't like going out and seeing like six and sevens punts in a row and so on, but you're taking you're not just taking away just you're taking away an entire facet of the game that people have learned growing up that people have played forever. To me, it's too radical of a change. i I understand why you're saying it and in print in theory, I kind of agree with it. I just take to take an entire like you said, there have been players who have made a career playing on special teams. I just, to me, it's too radical. It's too much of a change. I think it's over, um, overdoing it in terms of changes. I do sometimes like seeing, you know, field position battles and so on like that. And uh, I, I don't know. To me, it's too radical of a change. I like offense as much as the next side, but to completely wipe out all special teams, I'm not particularly in favor of that. One thing I will say is, please write this down and post it on our um, Let's Talk CFL page. The um, the hate you're going to get chance. on that will will get will get uh, will be legendary, I think, and it, it'll be entertaining to read. So I understand where you're going, but personally, I don't think I would want to see that completely wiped out.
3: CFL has to change. What they're doing isn't working.
2: Yeah, but I think there are other changes that can be made that aren't quite as radical as, you know, wiping out an entire facet of the game. I think there are other chances, like, I'd be in favor of just eliminating converts altogether, that you've got to go for two no matter what. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, but to eliminate special teams altogether, I don't like it, because I still see that as one-third of the game.
0: Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. It, it, it's really not one third of the game. Think about it. If there's a first down, it's it just it, it, it's not one game. Because if there is a first down, it it diminishes the percentage of the football of the place, special team place. It's only one third if your your team is three, uh, two and out, 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 and then they then it's a third of the game. So It's actually a very small part of the game for good teams. For bad teams, it's an important part. Agree? Disagree with that? I mean,
2: it really depends on, it really depends on the actual game itself. Uh, Obviously there are games where special teams are more important uh, in some games than others. So, I mean it really does vary
3: William Welcome to the show
1: There should never Be a time When a kick Changes the game Okay I've got a couple of theories And you know my whole theory on I'm not saying eliminate Special teams but I'm saying eliminate Field goals You You Either go for it or you don't, or you can punt. What about punts, you're okay with punts, then? Or you can punt, but here, here's a here's a twist you could put onto the game. At the beginning of every game, you draw a ticket out of the stands of the fan that's going to be the kicker on the team that day. Okay, <laughs> and you let him kick. Okay, <laughs> it's not going to make. It's not going to make much of a difference, okay? Let's take Now we're
2: getting somewhere. Okay, and,
1: and most coaches, if they pick a if they pick a fan out of the stands, aren't going to kick anyway, okay? So that would make the game a little more exciting. I I I think they should eliminate kicking field goals altogether, and you should go for it.
3: And,
1: I, and, you
2: know,
3: that that might work on kickoffs, okay? Yeah. Beginning of the half yeah. okay or after a field after a touchdown or something where the kicker just comes up kicks the ball. If you're talking about a punt when they they they've got linebackers coming at you at 400 miles an hour, I don't think any of the fans would come out in the field and do that. And if they do, they're too stupid to actually on the field.
0: Well,
1: it, it's funny. So Cause, and and here's, a, here's, a, here's a funny story to throw into this. I had breakfast with a sales rep this morning, and he told me about a activity that they used to have at the stampede. And it was called milk a, milk a cow, okay? And they used to draw people out of the stands, and they used to take cows with horns, and there was three guys on each cow, and they would try and milk a cow. And, and people would get the, the the cows riled up before they went out there. And this guy was telling me, they actually volunteered to do this, and he said they got out there, and, okay, you know how strong a freaking cow is, right?
3: Yes, I do.
1: And one guy one guy would hold the cow's head. Another okay. guy would rope it and then there'd be a third guy who'd try and milk it. And and he's trying, like, we're talking a shot glass full. And this guy was telling me that on his team one day, um, once the cow got really riled up, his buddy had his nose broken <laughs> and his ankle broken at the same time by this cow. But he said people actually volunteered to do that. So I would think, you know, getting the kick on a football team would be a lot less harmful to you than a wild animal. You know what I mean? So there you go. You know, I, no, cowboy I, I poker? Analogy. Cowboy poker? No.
3: Cowboy poker is just put a no. you get an arena and you put a poker table in the middle of the arena and you sit around the game the table and you put poker, and they release yes. a bull into the arena. And the last yeah, man okay. at the table, last man sitting at the table wins. wins. <laughs> You've know, right. never heard of cowboy poker before?
1: Yeah. You know, all you got to do is add alcohol to some of these people. And be <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah, so. add alcohol.
3: I don't think it, there's a Winnipeg it, Blue
1: Bomber family out there. That? Maybe everyone like, has to use a mule as a kicker. It's E for entertainment, okay? Let's face it.
3: Didn't, wasn't a mule named it Francis? Didn't they do that? So, uh, didn't they have a mule as a
1: kicker? I think there was a, TV yes, there was a movie. Yeah,
2: there was a, mo- there was a movie back in the seventies called Gus, and Gus was a, uh, Gus. That's a, a mule that kicked field. Yeah, he was a mule that kicked field goals.
3: That it was a Disney movie or something. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah. So you guys, both of I you mean, guys, don't like my like my concept of getting rid of
1: special teams, eh? That's a little far-fetched. you have a hard time selling it. I
3: think it's pretty – they'd even save money on coaches.
1: You see, one of the things I don't understand, and here's a place to save money, okay, would you agree that on every football team, there's some pretty decent athletes, right? Yes, yes. So why couldn't you take one of these decent athletes and they do the kicking thing on the side – okay, like they punt or they or they kick a field goal. Why do you need a separate guy to be the kicker? Well, like I mean, BC Lions had a
3: guy named Brent Anderson that used to
1: kick. You remember right. that? It saved two salaries right there. Okay? The used
2: to be a kicker and a quarterback.
3: There you go. But it, they, they may, I mean... Field position is so important. They made the kicking position so important that they actually played, paid that moron. By, he's not a moron. Actually, he's very brilliant because he got, he, he got this contract in Winnipeg. Then they paid Justin Medlock like $225,000 to kick for, for Winnipeg. Basically, because they not have a quarterback.
2: That's an absurdity.
3: That? It is. It is. Because they put so much emphasis on their kicking game that they forgot to get a quarterback.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well,
1: like I said, I like I said. I mean, go for it most of the time on third down. Okay. And yeah, what are your other guys to kick? You don't have to make it a full time position.
3: Well, it. it because the the team that made it a full time position took a competitive advantage. I guess. Right, and then everybody did it.
1: Right.
3: And that's how the kicker was born. Now, let, let, let's. I need to deal with something here because I, I know I, I, I'm advocating, and I don't know how strong. But I have just advocated to getting rid of the kicker, completely, right? I don't know about the no. kickoffs. I haven't, I haven't really worked that one out yet, and I really don't care. Uh, you can just start at the thirty-five yard line and go. Um, what would now make this game called football? Football?
0: Because
3: really, it's not football at all. We probably call it soccer. <laughs> And leave football to the football guys.
0: Because There's really In nothing Europe, about
3: the game that's called football. I mean, let's let's call it, call it space here.
0: I probably have said, that.
3: but um, let's call
1: it let's call it elk's ball.
0: It, it it's not football.
1: In Europe, they call
2: American uh, football pointy ball.
3: Pointy ball.
2: Yeah, like the
3: ball has points on both ends. Yeah. I mean, the only time that you kick the ball in, in, in football is when you're in trouble. Kicking it for a field goal or kicking it for a punt or kicking it for whatever else, right?
0: Yep. I don't know
1: why they call it football. Maybe they should call it watermelon ball.
3: And 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 then we wouldn't have so much problems with them soccer people, right? I have the name; it's really not football.
2: Yeah, I'm like surprised the less than a have a quarter it, of the game. You use your feet,
1: right? I'm surprised people haven't uh, called it as not being politically correct because you don't use your foot on it most of the time. So,
0: well, if you do kick right. the foot,
1: you get a penalty. Right. I mean, come on. The
3: game's called football. Kick the fucking thing. No, you're not allowed. Sorry, that's against the rule. Flag. Okay. Onside kicks are allowed, but oh my God, how rare is that. Okay, so interesting. I thought I'd bring that up, kill some time. Talk. I I just like bringing in controversial subjects because it gets people's emotions going. It gets people thinking, and and unfortunately, they they just lash out. They they cannot actually carry on a conversation and and tell me why my idea is bad. I mean, you guys are good at it. Don't get me wrong.
1: And I don't care. But isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? Oh,
3: hell yeah. Hell yeah. Have fun. The guy that you deleted off the, the Let's Talk group today? Charles, do you know who I'm talking about? The which? The which? You, you deleted somebody today. a guy named Taylor Price.
2: Yes, because he kept getting um, uh, Facebook uh, repeatedly was flagging his posts.
3: Yeah. yeah. Taylor Price's comment goes against our community standards on harassment and bullying. Okay? And that's twice. There was at
2: least three today that got flagged like that.
3: Oh, okay, I only saw two, both from him. And, yep. and And I and I go. Christopher Berglund is pretty soft. I can't say this to you, but you can call uh, people pussies. Well, I'm sorry. But that like like so he's he sent me a private message and just r- ripped me a strip, right, and honestly. I don't care what my friends say about me most of the time. Never mind some complete stranger that I have no idea who this guy is. Okay, what he says about me, I couldn't give a shit. Um, kind of funny, and I'm, I'm sitting there and going, he's giving a shit, and I have no idea what he's talking about. Usually, I, I you know, I something to cause this, and I really didn't know. So I did a little research, found out that two of his Comp were removed by community standards, and right at the top it says, Charles has removed Taylor from this group, and he's yelling at me as I removed him and his comments. I'm getting in shit for you, Charles. I want you to know that, okay no,
2: I apologize i I mean no not one at all. Said that you deleted him not <laughs> uh, he did you know what well good for him, who cares? The guy is being an idiot. So if he wants to be uh, an idiot, I'm gonna kick him out. I don't care. Yeah, he said, the more you get, you, the old. more your group gets flagged. The more you're in a risk of getting shut down. So that's why uh, I mute him after their first one. I don't know how he got a second one off, but then I, after the second one, uh, maybe there was only two. I don't know. I'm like, okay, enough's enough.
3: enough. Yep, yeah, I only found two. But yeah, I don't know. No, maybe but there was only two. He might have said, had another comment in before that, anyway, Uh yeah,
0: he—it
3: uh, uh, was funny, and he—he he, he kind of apologized. I
0: apologize.
3: <laughs> I'm only fifty percent apologizing, you know? Okay, you're dumb shit. <laughs> I mean, I—I I, I made a comment, and I—I I don't normally respond to these idiots, and I just said I don't delete people. More comments because they disagree. I do. Why? Why do you think I make such statements? It's to start discussion. Yeah. Some people simply cannot control their emotions and they hate themselves. I I start the conversation. Charles has to referee it. And mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel bad for you, Charles. Not often, but sometimes. Mm. Like you're the one just told me to write this whole thing down about eliminating special teams, and you're the one that's going to have to police that that's right I'm more than happy to do so because they're going to go ballistic on me (laughs) this is funny as hell do you think I care no No, no,
2: no. I don't know why people are going to get so bent out of shape can't they just have a normal conversation if you have a disagreement fine why do you got to start insulting people
3: yeah well you read the comments on that group On, on that post of mine oh yeah unbelievable I mean these guys are just like over the top they just can't comprehend it they can't grasp it I mean this is the number one post right now it's got 151 comments Mm-hmm. idiots okay let's move on Argos convinced thousand yard receiver Ricky Collins Jr. to come out of retirement Is he an underrated receiver? This is in a time in which CFL players are dropping like not playing this year because of the rules, this, that, and everything else. And then they go and get this guy to come out of retirement to come play football. How did they get him to come out of football? They got a new coach. He's a rookie. He's not even a An experienced coach, he's like, what was he, the quarterback coach or something like, wasn't even a coordinator, but they got him, they got this guy, Ryan Dinwiddie, is now the head coach of the Toronto Argonauts, and who do the Toronto Argonauts have for for a quarterback? You you must have the best quarterback in the CFL for a guy like Ricky Collins, Jr., to come out of retirement to come play football for you. Who's their quarterback?
0: Nick Nick
3: Arbuckle.
1: Nick Arbuckle. Is it?
3: It's Nick Arbuckle. Wow. Can I say that again? Wow. Pretty scary. I don't understand. I don't understand why you would, as a receiver, you would come out to go play with Nick Arbuckle. To me, that's hilarious. What's your comments? Ricky comes Jr.,
0: has he still
3: got something, something in the gas? Is he underrated? Is he still there? Is there a tank in the gas?
0: Gas in the tank?
3: Something like that. I don't know. William, your
1: show. Take it over. You know what? You know what? I really don't remember Ricky Golden's Jr. <laughs> He's a black guy. But, yeah, I know that. Um um, I don't know if it's politically correct to say black guy anymore, so don't don't say things like that. Um you know what? I, I'm gonna still hold to my thing where receivers are a dime a dozen. I remember certain receivers. I remember guys like Alan Pitts? Nick Nick Lewis, who was here for years, or 11 years, or 12 years in the CFL. Guys like, you know, guys like that, okay? Ricky Collins Jr., I sort of remember the name, but what did he do?
3: I don't even know what team he and played why, for.
1: And why did he retire? You know what I mean? I believe he was
2: most recently well, with um, Edmonton.
3: Right. I think Retired because nobody offered him a
1: contract. Oh, okay. So he and, he just retired. You know, so I, I just really, really want, retiring. I really want to talk about. I really want to talk about Brad Sinopoli. He retired.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: That was a great receiver. Yeah. And we'll remember he was. him for all time. Richard Collins Junior. Like. They they. Wasn't offered a contract, so he retired, and then somebody got him out of retirement because they offered him money. Um, I believe that's correct. I don't know.
3: So it, it doesn't really sound know. like he retired. He was just, and, was and he, he may have contract? said, "Well, oh, I'm going to retire, just face face and somebody offered him some money. And said, "Okay, Is that does that, well, does that
1: not heard, sound right? And I heard. Speaking of retired football players, I heard today that this Travell Pinto guy, who got drafted by the Peters and he was just charged with sexual assault in BC. Um, okay. And I've been I've been trying to figure out why the Stamps haven't cut him yet. And I, I didn't hear anything about he, this. I just heard today. Oh well, you haven't been around. Yeah, there was three. Uh, there was three UBC guys who got charged with sexual assault in 2018. Yeah, that so was I, a long time ago. Um, that that yeah, is the news. A month Revelle, ago. So that was one of those guys. He, he was a first round draft pick by the Stampeders last year. And okay. I'm wondering why the stamps why the stamps haven't cut him yet. And I discovered today that he retired. So that the league basically would not do anything really? to him and and he saves face. And he can I mean let's face it, you can come out of retirement if you want to, you know what I mean? Right. So so there you go. And he probably will once these if these charges get dropped or not.
3: Right. So and he's never been suspended or never been cut or anything like that. He's just retired. Wow.
0: Yeah. Amazing,
1: doesn't it? Pardon me? I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, well, I mean, because I thought the staffs were going to cut him, but I guess he retired before they could cut him.
3: Yeah. It makes sense. Did you see that interview with Marcel Desjardins, uh, the GM at Ottawa, who's saying that uh, Ottawa Red Blacks are the most uh, underrated team in the CFL, and they're going to come out and surprise a whole pile of people, and uh, they're the dark horse in the east, and they're going to come out and win the cup.
0: Yeah, that and I look at it and, that-
3: I, and I, at him and says you do know Matt Nichols is your quarterback, right? Because, like you're the general yeah, manager. You should know this. You should know this. Yeah,
1: but as the head of, but as the head of the team you always gotta be positive, don't you?
0: <laughs> you can be positive
2: without being stupid.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: You can say, "Oh, we're going to be, we're going to be put the most competitive team. We're going to surprise some people." You're not going oh, to say, "Oh, we're going to win a great cup."
3: We're going to be an improved team over the last year. Well, fuck you, Bert, because you're god awful, terrible. Nobody I mean, goes from worse. You can't to worse. really get a whole I mean, lot worse. Is- it's not, you can't go from fourth to first. It's hard. It is extremely hard to do that. I don't know how many teams that have done that. They've been last place in the league and then gone off and next year won a great cup. It just it doesn't make sense.
1: You see, in last year, or the last time they played Ottawa, I think they had a better coaching staff than they do right now. Okay? Yeah. What, you don't Go think
3: Lapalus is, is 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 awesome?
1: No, I don't. Was this the agenda? Did I miss something? No, I'm okay. But, but, regardless of what you say about Matt Nichols, he is an upgrade to what they had in 2019. Come on, really?
3: Jonathan Jennings? Yes. yes.
1: Who's who's he yes. at? Ad- no,
3: um, Dominic. Dominic,
2: Dominic Davis.
0: Davis.
1: Yes, he was definitely. An upgrade. I agree with he him. Definitely is an upgrade. Okay, but but you know, I mean, I mean, understand something. Matt Nichols has never won a great Cup. Oh, and before. T- and before 2001, he said the same thing about Marcus Crandall.
0: <laughs> okay? So
1: it's, it's possible. Anything is possible. That's all I'm gonna say, man. Do I think they have a hope in hell? I mean, if if I I gotta check and see what the odds are of them winning the Great Cup this year, I might put down a hundred bucks and see if I can win some money. Yeah, you know, well, you'd you probably know. be winning their $27. Yeah, but you
3: never know. Yeah. Okay, here's the headline Whoa. for you. Saskatchewan Rough Riders add two suspended list, including Labatt and McCrae. There are 10 Rough Rider players who are refusing to show up to training camp.
2: That's a good percentage. How many of them
0: are...
1: Yeah, but... But how many are you know back
2: players and how many are bench warmers that just don't want to make I've the trip? Seen,
1: I've seen that somewhere else, too, and, and I went down the list of players, and I don't know any of them, so...
3: Well, Brendan
2: LeBac...
0: That's really what it means. Brendan Labat yeah, is the one I
3: knew. McRae? McRae is their number one defensive Okay?
1: Yeah. And yeah.
3: and then yeah, I went through the list here, Ellie Boku, Boca, uh Sam Coast, KOB Cofield, Luke Falk, Dimitri Harris,
0: well, mm-hmm.
3: Kevin Jones, Jeremy Langford, Tony Lippid, Carter Como <laughs> Yeah, not a lot of people sure are ringing anymore. a bell. No, no, not really. But it does, it does affect a team when they, they had a roster on a piece of paper that they were going into training camp with, and now 10 people are not going to be on that list. Right. It does. It has to affect them.
1: Sure it does. They yeah, have to bring in some more they have to bring in some more blocking dummies for training camp. That's how it affects them.
2: What have we said before on this podcast? Next man up.
1: Yep. Younger, cheaper, faster. Right. But the so maybe
2: they, all they, the they open the up game. a spot for another younger guy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Without the question, star so we don't even know exists until next year.
3: Yeah.
2: Right.
1: Well, agreed. Agreed. I'm agreed. And I mean, they. They. Say, I was reading today. Brendan Labat said he might come back later on in the season if they if, if they relax
0: restrictions. So yeah,
1: I don't know. Maybe these guys just don't want to play by the rules and and. I don't know. I don't know what it is. So.
3: Hey, you asked the question earlier, Will. Is what team out there has a good backup quarterback? You remember that question? Yeah. Do you have an answer? Yeah. I do.
1: Hamilton. Hamilton. So who's who's going to be the
3: starting quarterback in Houston? Jeremiah Mazzoli or Dane Evans? Who would you start? Mazzoli got injured last year. Mm -hmm. Dane Evans came in, played some good football, finished out the year, went to the Grey Cup. Didn't do very well. Didn't win, that's for sure.
1: Who would you start, would Will? Sir, would you I would I would start Dave sir, Evans. I would start Dave Evans because Jeremiah Mazzoli has never gotten them to the Great Cup. Agreed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think he's got one playoff I think he's got one playoff win. Agreed. So it's a no brainer for me. But I disagree with you. Charles. Well,
3: I'll get to that in a minute I want to see what you're
2: talking about Does this confuse you? No, I'm just I would probably start Mazzoli Because overall he has the most experience But he would be on a very short leash Knowing what Dane Evans can do
3: Okay Here's how I would play this Jeremiah Mizzoli would be my starting quarterback, and Dane Evans would get playing time every game, and increase it, and increase it, and increase it. And midway through the season, I might I might make the swap. And because Dane Evans, every time that you get a young quarterback that comes out off the bench with nobody has any film on him, and he gets a few victories, he gets all big in the head, and or he gets Something happens to them, and we've seen quarterback after quarterback, including uh, what's his nuts, um, the BC Lions guy that went to Ottawa. I just lost his name. I had it a minute ago.
2: Jonathan Jennings.
3: Jonathan Jennings. How many quarterbacks have we seen come out and just rip it up at the back-up, and then they become the number one who can't perform worse shit? Dane Evans, I wouldn't want to try to do that to Dane Evans. Why would you try to kill him right away? Bring him along. Let him learn. Let him hold the clipboard. Let him watch the game because, seriously, it was his rookie season. He didn't. He hasn't even been with the team for long. Let him learn the goddamn game. But i give him a lot of playing experience uh, and because and, Will's right. Jeremiah Mazzoli's done big squat for you guys as a, as a quarterback. Never won yeah, a great Cup, they get you there.
1: There's not very many quarterbacks that come along in football like Billy By Mitchell that you can throw in as a and start him right away after two years, and he rips up the league and gets to the great Cup. You know, four out of the six years that he's the starting quarterback. There's not many like that out there. I agree, okay. I agree. The same. So, I'm not arguing Dane with that Evans, at all. Dane, but Dane Evans could be one of them, to be honest with you. Could I mean, be. You know what? I I thought Hamilton was going nowhere when Magoli got hurt. And Dane Evans just won, just won games after games after games after games. And, That's, you know, I mean, he got it, he got into the Grey cap of, against this team called Winnipeg that had, like, I mean, Dane Evans didn't lose that game. So I can, would have played The O-line and D-line won that game. Yeah. He they, they uh, right. had no – there was no choice, right?
3: But, I mean, look, we had a um, – we had Zach Claros go down, Cody Fajardo stepped up and, and performed, and now what's he going to do this year?
1: We don't know. You know he, only, he, he's got to be a doubt. big question. He's gotta be a question mark. You know, I you know what? I saw him I saw him at the at the Grey Cup at the in the in the Saskatchewan room and he was up on stage and as far as he's concerned they're going all the way to the Great Cup this year or two thousand and twenty, which didn't happen, but I, I think his head got pretty big. Oh, he's got to be the M O P. This is a guy I, who I for can, three years I, For three years with nobody and then he plays for Saskatchewan on the number one team in the league so and guys if he hadn't hit that crossbar with the football they would have won the great cup in 2019 come on they weren't in the great cup in 2019 so they'll tell you I know that I know that that's all I'm saying if they had a if he hadn't hit the crossbar in the playoffs they would have been there they would have been there man according to every Saskatchewan fan out there. But, yeah, I'm curious to know who's who's uh, down to earth and who has worked at his craft, and, and let's see what happens. I mean, you know, you never know. A guy like Nick Arbuckle could explode this year because he did do well for five games or six games, but he also played on Calgary. And Calgary's system is set up where they put a guy in who fits their system. And he does well. Mitchell's done as well as he did. That's right. He's in a system. And they recruited – they have never made the system fit the quarterback. The quarterback fits the system in Calgary. And for that matter, every single player fits the system in Calgary. Okay? And that's why they've been successful. So who knows how well Cody Fujardo is gonna be. But I, I one of the things though, I don't know if it would have made a difference in the Grey Cup if you had to had Mazzoli in there with his running ability. That might have made a huge difference. Because he's known for running, let's face it.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: It could have It's all hindsight, man. Hundred percent. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah.
1: So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Do you still think? Would you again, still
3: start Dane Evans? Do you still believe that he's he should be your starter?
1: Yes. Yes.
3: And. Charles, you still believe Jeremiah Mazzoli should be a starter?
2: I think so, yeah. Okay. I do like your idea, though, of giving Dane Evans, um, you know, playing significant playing time. Yeah. And it just seems that the last few years, um, teams that have had two active quarterbacks have been the teams that have done the best. I mean, you look at uh, – even going back to Winnipeg last year with both Caleros and uh, Chris Trevler. They had yeah. two quarterbacks there who were uh, had quite a bit of playing time, and look how it worked out for them. Because what well, it does had- is it'll help to keep a defense. You've got quarterbacks with different styles, and it keeps the defense off balance.
3: Well, they had Matt Nichols in there, too, right? That, too. It- they had Nichols as Trevler, and then they – brought in Caleros because they didn't think that Nichols could do it or he was injured or whatever. And, and you know, they, they had three quarterbacks there, significant quarterbacks. I mean, two yeah. of them with, with substantial experience and then the third rookie. You know,
1: you never know. One of the other things I'm thinking is when you have when you Dave Evans and, and Mazzoli in there, there's nothing like competition that makes things better. Okay. Of course. And 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 maybe they'll compete hard and they'll be outstanding period. The two of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you could you could because Mazzoli has catch such a good runner, you could you could go back and forth with these two guys to change the pace of the game. So
3: Jeremy Mazzoli must has to know that he's got one foot out the door.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Because mm-hmm. I'm also guessing Dean Evans makes a lot less money than Jeremiah Mazzola. So if uh, does, if, if Evans can play equal to him or even outplay him, then Mazzoli knows his days in Hamilton are numbered.
1: And I know at Mazzoli that salary, he didn't get the big, he get yeah, the big exactly. contract he wanted. He didn't get the big contract he wanted. So no. So we'll see, right? Yeah.
3: Okay, just jumping right into segment seven here, this is actually something that we had just touched base with. The Riders QB, Cody Fajardo, tabbed the betting favorites to win the 2021 CFL MOE by Bodog Canada.
0: <laughs> I,
3: I really honestly don't believe there's a response to this. This is just
0: Uh, funny.
1: There is a response. What? I mean, Cody Fajardo is so great. I think he's going to win MOP this year. I think he's going to win MVP this year. I think he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year as well. Whoa. Maybe, and maybe, me. and maybe if they can get his passport worked out, top Canadian as well, and uh, he's the all-in-be-all that's ever been because he plays for the Riders. He's probably going to win special teams too, right? Absolutely. Okay. Uh,
3: personally, I think Mike Riley and Mike Mitchell have something to say about this. And honestly, I don't
2: get it
1: Before the 2019 you know, in season mind, In my mind, there's only two outstanding quarterbacks in the CFL And you know who they are I just named everybody them Everybody else yep. everybody else is behind them, okay? I mean, Nick, Nick Arbrocco, Cody Fajardo, Dane Evans They all have Trevor One Harris, season or or less mm-hmm. under their belts, okay. So you can't compare those guys to Mike Riley and and Bolivar Mitchell. You can't even you can't do it. So, and and the scariest thing is both of these guys, Levi Mitchell, and Mike Riley, have had almost two years to get their bodies right again, and they might be scary.
2: Yeah, and like like I was saying, um, back in the – before, like, going into the 2019 season, Cody Fajardo was basically just seen as a perennial backup, and he wasn't lasting anywhere. The Argos had him. They got rid of him. The Lions had him. They got rid of him. If Zach Caleros doesn't get injured early in that first game, we probably don't even talk about Cody Fajardo. He may not even be in the league anymore. But he got the break. He played well, no question about it. But it was one season. And we've seen lots of other quarterbacks come in here and have one good season and then never did anything afterwards. The the uh the um, uh, what's it called? The example I always go back to, Casey Printers, won the most outstanding player in two thousand and four, never had a great season after that. Let's see this guy do it for a second year. They're talking about him like he's head and shoulders the best quarterback in the league. I don't see it. You don't. You can't make that judgment after a guy has one decent season. It's just annoying the way they do that. But they, apparently he's the be-all, end-all. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll grant it. He had a good season in 2019. Nobody is disputing that. But why are we anointing this guy, the best guy, best player in the league, based on one season? It's ridiculous. But so many people say it. It makes no sense.
3: Okay. It, it makes no sense. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. But so be it. Um, we have Bodog. It seems to be important now. Uh, And that's not a bad thing. That's because we can bet. We can now bet. Now, here's the bet. The yeah. five best bets to place on CFL season in Bodog Canada. Here's the best bet for that one. 35-year-old Trevor Harris. He is going to be the leader. He has Darrell Walker, Greg Allington. Armandi Evans, Tavon Smith, and Kent Stafford as receivers, and a new head coach, Jamie Elzone.
0: Well,
2: no, uh, no, well, Alvin anymore. But
3: at plus one thousand, a fifty-dollar bet would yield you five hundred and fifty dollars. He became the, the passing yards leader. Okay. The Argos regular season wins is under six point five. Argos have improved the roster, to fourteen or four and fourteen, but it's helpful the team can top six point five wins over fourteen games. Okay, so minus fifteen, a one hundred dollar bet would yield you $186. Not great, but what well was the risk? If after spending all that money, they're just a 500
2: team, they've done something wrong. They're, they're,
3: Bodog has them under 500. The winner hmm. of the outstanding Canadian award, this event Waku Botang in Edmonton is a plus fifty-five. Waku Botang. Plus
2: fifteen hundred.
3: Plus fifteen hundred. A thirty-five dollar bet will yield you five hundred and sixty dollars. That's not a bad payout. Not bad, thirty-five bucks. But he's got to be the most outstanding Canadian for you to win. Pretty scary. Receiving yards leader, Shaq Evans in Saskatchewan. We plus 1,000. That's a $50 bet. We'll get you $550. He does have Cody Fajardo as his quarterback. And the last one, regular season wins. Kind of the same as Calgary's, but the other way. The Edmonton Elks, over five. So that Bodog is betting money that Elks are going to be less than five victories in 14 games. So that's a $100 bet. will yield you $186.96. Hardly worth it. But it might be a sure bet with the Elks' Winning less than six games in fourteen. Which 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 one would you bet on, William? William.
1: I don't know. I don't bet. So yeah, neither do I. But I might because there is some game betting this time, right? Yeah. I might. If they do a sports select like they do in the NFL, I might do that too. That'd be cool. Just for the hell of it, because I do know the CFL quite well. So you never know. Could make some money. Or have fun doing it, right? Yep.
0: Okay. Okay. If I were to Not bet, I'd
2: be, betting on Trevor Le- I'd be betting on Trevor Harris as the passing yardage leader because he he can be hot and cold, but on the games he's actually hot and actually playing well, he can be phenomenal. He can throw 480 yards. So that, that, him being a passing yard leader, doesn't, I don't know that out at all.
3: He's got an amazing receiver score.
2: He does, even without Greg Allenson. So uh, why would it happen wouldn't surprise me at all.
3: Why why is he going to have Ellingson? He's there right now. Mhm. I know don't, I don't know you what, what you meant, to Greg I, What yeah, what happened to Greg Ellington? No, he not retired that not, I know. Not? No. Oh,
2: you know what I'm thinking? I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Brad Snodgrass. Good Lord. Yeah.
3: He's uh, the one who yeah, no. retired.
2: Greg Ellingson is still there. My mistake.
3: Yeah, well, he he he's in Edmonton, not Ottawa. Well, oh yes,
2: Snoply wasn't in Ottawa, was he?
3: No. Or, excuse yes, he me. Uh,
2: no. no. Or,
1: excuse me. No,
2: I'm thinking no. Snoply was in Edmonton. was in, Edmonton,
1: was in Ottawa. I,
2: I'm still think, I'm having a a brain cramp thinking Trevor Harris is still in Ottawa. No, he's he's in Edmonton. No, that's My
3: Matt mistake. Nichols.
2: Matt Nichols is right. in, Edmonton, <laughs> in Ottawa. He will not lead in passing yardage. I would bet on that.
3: Edmonton Trevor Harris, you said that.
2: Yes. You said that he's got a possibility to do that. I, I could see him being the passing yardage leader. With his ability to throw for a lot of yardage and with that receiving court, I could see that, definitely.
3: Okay, so I have a problem. They're saying that Evan is going to make is going to get five wins or less, but Greg Ellingson is going to be the leading leader. Please tell me that I mean, somebody that else works. is having problems seeing that. Okay, because I, I I don't see how that works.
1: Goal, uh, I don't goal. because goal.
2: passing yardage does not automatically mean uh, wins. There have been got quarterbacks. Uh, for many years, in fact, for a, a large portion you of the 2019 know, season, the Lions were not winning yet. Uh, Mike Riley was the leader in passing yardage. So passing, a lot of passing yardage does not necessarily translate to wins.
1: Remember remember the two years um, Henry Burris was in Hamilton with George Cortez? He had like over 5,000 yards passing, and they had like three wins or something like that. So Charles is right. Of
3: course, Charles is right. I'm not arguing that. I just think that it, it it it's very difficult to win the passing leader award and not be and have such a pitiful record.
1: Yes, it is. It's it's hard sometimes, but it has happened. So course. And you, I mean, you guys don't even have to ask me, right? Because. You know, Calgary's going to have 14 wins, and by Mitchell is going to be the passing So Only
3: 14 wins. Okay. Well, that's okay. I thought you would have said 16. Well,
1: yeah, no, the season's only 14, 14 games. But there are two playoffs. Well, yeah, but if they make two the so playoffs. So they're going to get going knocked out the in the first round. No, no, I'm going, going with that place. one. I
3: don't mind that one. They're going, to, they're going to win every game in the regular season and then get shut out in the playoffs. I'm liking
1: that, Will. It would be very suiting and fit for him. Yeah, well, they're going to end up playing D.C. or Saskatchewan. Like, that's those two in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay. Okay.
3: They appoint two chief medical officers to oversee season. Why is it the news? I know, because we have to deal with COVID protocols.
1: Yep. Yeah, I guess that's why. But are these guys that are going
2: (laughs) to smack the hands of the guys that visit each other?
3: When when has this ever been important before? Have you ever known who the chief medical officer was before? Enzyme? No. No. So what's the problem? Why why is this special?
2: I don't know. Didn't it was a headline on Three Down
1: Nation for some reason. Didn't you notice that in every province this year, the most important person on TV has been the chief medical officer? Yeah. So there you go. And I and it never once was That's watched. probably what? Not once. Yeah, me either. The Canadian chick looks like she's been dead for five years. So,
3: So, Chief Medical Officer is a non-issue. Ten, ten, count them, count them, ten. CFL players, you forgot retire. Well, no, because I really didn't care about most of these guys when
1: they were playing. (laughs) Who retired? That might be next week. Brad Sinopoli.
3: We yeah, actually talked about Colesville, him earlier. Courtney Stephen. Taylor Loeffler. Kevin Elliott. Anthony Parker. And more. Kevin Bro, Shane Bergman, Ricky Collins Jr. But he's making a comeback.
2: He's not retired. He's
3: back. Solomon Aluminian, James Franklin, C.J. Gable, Jeremiah Johnson. I miss him. He was a good running back. Brian and Terrell Sutton.
2: Another good running back. I don't
1: know. Has there ever been an announcement about Sam Hurl retiring? Yeah, he did that in 2019.
0: Yeah,
1: that was a while ago. I didn't know there was an announcement. I never heard that because it would have been big. Yeah, Yeah. huge, huge, especially in in Saskatchewan. Are we almost out of time, Christopher?
2: Yes. We're we're at like two minutes.
1: Oh, okay. I was just going to uh
3: Google Sam Hurley and find out what's going on with him. Oh, he's a TikTok star. Of course he is. Maybe he's better well, than that at football than football. That's that's Sam Hurley, sorry.
0: <laughs>
3: Sam Hurley. He's still probably better at football.
0: Probably.
3: Possibly. possibly. Uh, uh Got nothing on him. Anyhow. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sketch and Rough Riders linebacker Sam Hurl announces retirement from football
1: June 3rd,
3: 2020.
1: Oh, so you see, there wasn't a big announcement. So because more than, than a year ago. Okay. Yeah. heard about
3: football. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Seconds left, so I'm going to close I think we're off. down like
2: to 30 seconds. Yep. Yeah.
3: 41. Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 486 is now in the books. So to your host, Dr. Jones, and thank you very much for listening to our bullshit. Um, we've had fun. We've got to talk to football, and it's, it's actually some real good football that we get to talk about. Uh, training camp starts in less than a week, and uh, we'll be talking about a whole pile of things next uh, on the next show. Uh, Mark's suntanning is badass in the swim pool in Winnipeg somewhere, so anyhow, 10 seconds. Sorry, Charles, say goodbye. Goodbye, folks.
1: Talk to you next week. We'll do it quick. Goodbye, everybody. Go out.